0: Wednesday, the 23rd of October, 2019, Auburn, Alabama, the United States. A 19 year old girl dropped her brother off at his apartment and set off in her car back home. A journey that would only take around 10 minutes. Though, the 19 year old students would never make it home that day. And in a tale of anguish, pain and heartbreak, let's discuss the case of Anaya Blanchard.
1: People say Ted Bundy didn't show any emotion, I showed emotion.
2: The following episode is not suitable for those under the age of 13. Viewer discretion and parental guidance is advised.
0: Before we delve deep into this case, i just like to thank Magellan TV for sponsoring this episode. I'm sure you've heard of Magellan TV before, especially on my channel, and it is not without good reason. Magellan TV is my absolute go to for all of my documentary needs. With a wide range of documentaries from space, nature, to true crime, and with 4K at no extra cost, it is the perfect place to wind down after a long day while still learning something new. Magellan TV actually adds between 15 to 20 hours of brand new content every single week. So if you're worried about running out of true crime content to watch, worry no more. I've just watched The Writer with No Hands, which is a documentary that explores the theory that the CIA killed a Hollywood screenwriter to protect a government secret. When Matthew Alford, a university professor investigating these claims, receives a phone call warning him to leave the case alone, he heads to Hollywood to conduct his own investigations. With unprecedented access to key witnesses and the deceased's family, he builds a murder case and thinks he has uncovered the real reason the screenwriter found himself in deep water. The film begins by posing the question, why would the CIA murder a Hollywood writer? But it is the bigger questions they unearth about the entertainment industry that the audience will be unable to forget. Be sure to use the link at the top of the description or the link in the pinned comments and use your one month free trial to go watch The Writer With No Hands and once you've finished it, dive deep into Magellan TV's extensive True Crime collection. As I said before, new documentaries like The Writer with No Hands are added to Magellan TV weekly, so do not sleep on this offer. Grab yourself a one month free trial using the links below, and thank you to Magellan TV for constantly supporting this channel and making content like this video possible i also want to quickly note that we first explored and deep dived into this case over on my twitch channel where i live stream true crime deep dives every friday at 6 p.m uk time which is 1 p.m eastern standard Time and 10 a.m pacific standard time we spent over three hours exploring this case together on stream so if that sounds like something you'd be interested in taking part in then be sure to head over to twitch.tv slash josh miles and follow me over there it's compl- Completely free, and it's a great way for us to connect and chat in a more laid back setting. Now, back to the case. Anaya Haley Blanchard was born on Thursday, the 22nd of June in the year 2000 to her parents Elijah Blanchard Sr. and Angela Haley Harris in Homewood, Alabama. Anaya was incidentally born on the same day as her mother Angela's birthday, something which her mother would later state was quote, something so special for she and I to share, the same birthday. Her mother worked as a pediatric emergency room nurse, taking the night shifts at a Birmingham, Alabama hospital. And her father, Elijah Blanchard Senior, had worked as a local pastor and a businessman. Though the union between Anaya's biological parents hadn't been destined to last with a couple divorcing in 2004, when Anaya had been just under the age of four years old. Anaya actually had an older brother called Elijah Blanchard Jr, who was someone that she had always been very close with. Despite the divorce, both of Anaya's parents continued a pivotal and close role in her life, doing their best to give her and her older brother the best chances in their futures. Not long after the divorce, Anaya's mother, Angela, began dating a man called Walt Harris. Walt Harris being an American mixed martial artist, who competed in the heavyweight division of the Ultimate Fighting Championship, or the UFC. And Walt would quickly become a father figure to Anaya and her older brother, guiding them through the trials and tribulations that is growing up. In January of 2010, Walt and Angela tied the knot and married, which was closely followed by the newlyweds bringing two children into the world, Asa and Isla. Due to the night shifts that Anaya's mother worked at the hospital, it was her who helped Walt in raising her younger siblings, stepping up to help her family in any way she could. And even with Walt's professional career, His family backed him regardless of what happened. Whether he won, lost, drew, they were always in, forgive me for the pun, in his corner. They were all very close and supportive of one another. Following graduation from high school and following in her older brother's footsteps, who had applied to and been accepted to Auburn University, Anaya enrolled at Southern Union State Community College, which is located close to Auburn University, moving to Auburn into an apartment near to her brothers in 2018. Anaya was described by those who knew her as having an infectious laugh, an irrepressible spirit, and a vibrant presence. Quote, she would walk in and no matter how you felt, how down you were, she could pick you up. One of Anaya's best friends, Hannah, who she had met in the sixth grade, described Anaya as, quote, one of those people that just wanted to make sure that, hey, you're doing okay. If not, let me help you out. The relationship between Anaya and her older brother was one of the best of friends. They would call every morning and constantly check in with one another. Anaya was truly a bright light in a world shadowed by so much darkness. Though, that inspiring light would be horrifically distinguished by an evil beyond wicked. On Wednesday the 23rd of October 2019, Anaya attended the funeral of a family friend alongside her older brother Elijah Jr. and her mother Angela. The service itself was a beautiful ceremony, bidding goodbye to a family friend. Though, both Anaya and Elijah Jr had worked the next morning back in Auburn, some 185 miles away, and they knew that they couldn't stay long following the funeral. Angela, Anaya's mother, would later describe that evening by saying, quote, She looked over at me, she said, Hey mum, we really need to leave now, because it's getting late, and I said, yeah, you're right, it's 7 o'clock. You've got a four hour drive. And then she hugged me and I kissed her on the cheek and I told her I loved her. And so, Anaya and her older brother Elijah Jr. jumped into Anaya's car and the brother and sister duo set off for Auburn. Though, they intended on making a stop on the way. Shortly after driving past Birmingham, Anaya and Elijah pulled into the family home to pop in and say hi to their stepfather Walt. You see, Walt was actually undergoing an intensive training process in preparation for his next fight, and the two siblings wanted to give him their support and quickly catch up. Though, that catch up was short. They exchanged long hugs and got straight back on the road. After all, they still had around two hours to go until they got back to Auburn and they didn't want to be driving through the night and become exhausted for work the following day. It's interesting to note that following Anaya and Elijah's departure from the family home, Walt became overwhelmed with a strange feeling that he described as regrets. Walt would later say, quote, I struggle with it every day. I should have just told them to stay, because I felt like she was tired. I remember she said, no I'm fine dad, I'll be fine. Then I hugged her, and told her I loved her, and that was it. At about 11pm on that Wednesday evening, Anaya dropped her older brother Elijah off at his apartment in the city. Elijah told his younger sister that he loved her, told her to be careful, and told her to make sure that she got home safe. It was at around this same time that Anaya's flatmate Sarah texted Anaya, asking her whether she was close to being home. Anaya responded immediately, saying, yeah. You see, Sarah and Anaya were very close, and would always let each other know where they were and when they would be home. They even had their locations shared with each other via their iPhones. This was due to a deeply rooted fear that Anaya had, a dark fear that she might one day be kidnapped or murdered. According to her flatmates, as soon as she walked into an unoccupied flat or home, she would check every room. Anaya even had nightmares about being kidnapped or murdered a morbid premonition of the horrors that would befall the promising 19-year-old students. That particular Wednesday night, Anaya had to make only a short three-mile drive from her brother's apartment to her own. A drive that should have taken her around 10 minutes. Though, as that 10 minutes came and passed, and then 20 minutes, and then 30, Sarah Anaya's roommates began to grow concerned. Though she initially speculated that perhaps Anaya had just gone out to a party without her. Maybe it was a last-minute thing. And so Sarah texted Anaya saying, did you go out without me? Sarah waited anxiously for a response and after what seemed like an eternity, though was actually just about a minute later, Anaya responds to Sarah with the message, quote, I'm smoking a blunt, lol. Most students wouldn't think twice about this response. But Anaya's use of the word blunt instantly took Sarah aback. It hadn't been a word that Anaya had used around her before, it shocked Sarah a little. Eager to find out more, Sarah texted back asking who she was smoking with. Eric responded Anaya, Who's that? I just met him. Sarah responded simply with were. By this point, it was eleven forty-three 43 p.m. and unbeknownst to Sarah, she would never get to speak to Anaya ever again. Sarah, despite this, remembered that they both shared their locations with each other using their phones, and so she opened her tracking app to see exactly where Anaya was. The app showed that Anaya had been at a nearby apartment complex that housed a bunch of students. This somewhat calmed Sarah, thinking that Anaya had just gone to hang out with some friends. And so, Sarah turned in for the night. Excited to interrogate Anaya the next morning about who this man Eric was and whether there was anything going on between the pair. The morning of Thursday the 24th of October 2019 was notably cold as Angela Harris, Anaya's mother, awoke from her sleep. She turned off her alarm, rolled out of bed, and began to get herself ready to take her two youngest children to school. After the morning madness that I'm sure every parent is familiar with on school mornings, Angela dropped the kids off at school and, like clockwork at 8am, got a phone out to FaceTime Anaya just to chat. Quote, We FaceTimed every morning. That was kind of our thing, like, Good morning, what are you doing? What do you have planned for the day? Though, that cold Thursday morning, Anaya failed to answer her mother's video calls. This didn't concern Angela much, presuming her daughter to probably be busy, and save for the knowledge that Anaya would phone her back when she got a free moment. Little did she know, her phone would never again light up with Anaya's name calling her. At around the same time as Angela's attempted FaceTime call with Anaya, Sarah, Anaya's flatmate, awoke with excitement. She rushed to Anaya's bedroom, wanting to know all the details of what happened the night before and who exactly Eric was. Sarah wanted to know all the tea, all the gossip. Though when Sarah rushed into Anaya's room that morning, she was confronted with a silent and still bedroom. The bed remained undisturbed, nothing had been touched. And then it suddenly clicked for Sarah. Anaya hadn't come home. This was completely out of character for Anaya. She had never been the kind of person to spend the night with someone she had just met, or at least not text Sarah or contact Sarah to let her know her whereabouts and what was going on, what was happening. Anaï had only been a few blocks away when Sarah had last checked the nights before, so it would seem only logical that Anaï would come back home to her own bed that night. Why would you stay at an apartment complex just a stones throw away from your own bed? I for one definitely know that if I have the option of going to my own bed, I'm gonna go do that because I like my bed. I'm sure everyone can relate out there. I like my bed. It's comfy. Sarah pulled out her phone and opened up the tracking app again. Though, this time, Anaya's phone had gone offline. No location could be found. Sarah's mind flooded with panic, worried sick for the safety of her best friend and flatmate. That's when Sarah remembered that Anaya was supposed to be working that morning. You see, Anaya had been working as a babysitter for a local family, and Anaya had fallen in love with the children that she babysat. Sarah decided to phone up the mother of the kids that Anaya babysat, a woman called Corinna, to see whether Anaya had shown up to work that morning. Anaya had never missed a day babysitting for Corinna's family. That was until that Thursday morning. Corinna told Sarah over the phone that Anaya hadn't shown up that morning. Corinna would later describe Anaya as being like a mother to her kids. You see, Corinna was a working mother who had become very dependent on Anaya's help, and Corinna testified to the fact that Anaya was the most reliable nanny that she could ever dream for. When asked about Anaya, Corinna said, quote, She was amazing. I don't know how else to explain it. Like, every good quality that you want in a person, she had. Like, everything. Upon hearing that Anaya hadn't shown up for work, Sarah's panic truly began to set in. She jumped in her car to try to look for her missing flatmate. Though, the further she drove, the further she searched, the more her concern for Anaya's well-being grew. Sarah could find no trace of 19-year-old Anaya Blanchard, and so in a panic, she drove over to Anaya's older brother's flat, Elijah Jr. Together, Sarah and Elijah began to search for Anaya. Elijah would later describe these moments by saying, quote, Her roommate calls me and told me that Anaya never even came home last night. Anaya's missing. And my heart kind of just sank. And this was completely out of her character. This isn't Anaya. Anaya wouldn't have run away. So immediately I called my parents and I was like, Anaya's missing. Angela picked up the phone to Elijah Jr.'s panic. The words pierced Angela's ears, seemingly stabbing her heart, as Elijah told her that he was in Anaya's apartment and that they couldn't find her. Angela and Walt, Anaya's stepdad, didn't hesitate. They both jumped into the car and sped towards Auburn, where Anaya's apartment was located. A two hour long drive that must have felt like hell on earth. Hundreds of thoughts rushing through their minds. Walt would later say, quote, that drive to Auburn was the hardest thing I've ever been through in my life, because I knew something wasn't right. As his parents raced to Auburn, Elijah Jr decided to contact Corinna to see if there had been any updates. Maybe Anaya had been late to work. Corinna hadn't been all too worried about Anaya up until that point. Elijah texts Corinna saying, Hey, I'm Anaya's brother. I was wondering if you have heard from my sister today. Corinna responded, No, I haven't. I called a bunch of times this morning, and she missed picking up the kids this morning. Yes, I'm at her apartment. We've been looking everywhere for her and I can't find her. Not only had Anaya vanished, but she had also left the one thing she loved the most at her apartment, her dog Blue. Blue was Anaya's baby, and when Anaya's mother Angela and her stepdad Walt arrived at Anaya's apartment, they instantly knew that something was very wrong. The news of Anaya's disappearance spread like wildfire through the local student community and to all of Anaya's friends. Anaya's childhood best friend, who lived a three hour long drive away from her, heard the news and dropped everything. She rushed to Anaya's apartment to join the search. And as the minutes turned into hours, everyone's concern for Anaya's welfare grew exponentially. By the time 24 hours had passed, Anaya's childhood best friend Hannah knew in her heart that something bad had happened. The police were informed of Anaya's disappearance, and an investigation into her whereabouts was launched. Anaya's disappearance became instant breaking news.
1: Authorities in East Alabama working to find
2: a missing college student with ties to our area. WVTM 13's Chip Scarborough, live in Homewood, where the 19 year old is known in the community, Chip. That's right, guy. Anaya Blanchard graduated from nearby Homewood High School, where she played softball there. I reached out to the school system today, but no one there wanted to talk out of respect for the family. Now, this is a picture of 19-year-old Anaya Blanchard. Auburn police say she talked to a friend just before midnight on Wednesday night, and that's the last time... Anyone heard from her. She was reported missing the next day. And investigators say they are also looking for Anaya's twenty seventeen Black Honda CRV. Authorities say it has an Alabama license tag. That number, you see it there, 49 BS 356. Auburn police say they haven't been able to find her or the SUV. Now Blanchard's parents are in Auburn tonight as officers there search. Right now, police say they don't have any evidence of foul play. Live in Homewood tonight, Chip Scarborough, at WBTM thirteen.
0: Anaya's mother, Angela, and her stepfather took to social media to make an appeal for any information regarding the whereabouts of their missing 19-year-old daughter.
1: Wall Harris, Angela Harris here. Um, if you have any leads on where our daughter is, Anaya Blanchard, please, please, please go to the authorities, tell someone she was last seen in a black Honda CRV v 2017. Uh, tag is uh, B, actually, excuse me, 49. B2356. BS. BS356, BS, I'm sorry. Um, she was possibly last seen downtown Auburn. at
0: uh, Southeastern,
1: Auburn. downtown Auburn, Southeastern, and um If you have any information, please, please come forward.
0: Friday the 25th of October 2019, two days since Anaya had last been heard from. the day after her family had reported her as missing, a break in the case was made. Anaya's black Honda had been sighted in an apartment complex in Montgomery, Alabama, some 55 miles away from Auburn, where she was last seen, and her car had been quite badly damaged, with Anaya still nowhere to be seen.
1: The Auburn Police Division is asking for the public's assistance in determining the whereabouts of Anaya Haley Blanchard, age 19, from Auburn. She was reported missing to Auburn police on October the 24th. She last communicated with a friend on Wednesday night, October the 23rd, just before midnight. An investigation into determining her whereabouts is underway and will continue as her whereabouts are unknown as well as the reasons she has disappeared. Anaya is described as a light complexioned black female, approximately 5'6", 125 pounds, light skin, brown eyes, and brown hair. She was last seen wearing a black dress, tan boots, with black stockings. New information being given by the Auburn Police Division is that Anaya's vehicle was seen in the early morning hours of Thursday, October the 24th, at approximately 1230 a.m. in the area of South College Street and I-85 in Auburn. Anyone with information regarding her vehicle in that location during that time, or her location, specifically during this critical time period, is encouraged to contact the Auburn Police Division at the 334,
0: The search efforts for Anaya intensified, and the search area was expanded greatly. How had Anaya's car ended up 55 miles away from Auburn? How had it come to be so damaged? We know for a fact that Anaya had made it to Auburn as she had dropped her brother off at his apartment, and her phone's location had told her flatmate Sarah that she had been nearby. So what happened that night? All of these questions that the authorities were desperate to answer. Detectives scoured through CCTV surveillance footage of shops, bars and gas stations in Auburn, and they hit the jackpot. A Chevron gas station located on College Street. The footage showed Anaya entering the gas station at about 11.21pm in the evening of Wednesday the 23rd of October 2019. The images then showed Anaya purchasing a bag of sour cream and onion potato chips and a drink, spending about a minute and a half to two minutes in the gas station before leaving. According to Anaya's mother, Anaya was always sure to have a snack before going to bed. It had become a routine for her that she had always done when she was growing up, and one that she continued into her adulthood. The detectives released these images to the public and the media asking for anyone who had been at the gas station that night to come forward. Quote, We need to know if anybody saw anything. What was she doing? Was she talking to anybody? Did she leave with anybody?
2: First this evening today marks day five of the search for a missing college student from Homewood. Police in Auburn are trying to find 19-year-old Anaya Blanchard. Today they released this surveillance video, the last images of Blanchard before she disappeared. No one has seen or heard from the East Alabama College students since Wednesday night. I want to get out now to WVTM 13's Chip Scarborough standing by live force us in Homewood where people are holding out hope that the 19-year-old Chip is going to be found safe. Yeah, that's right. A couple hundred people gathered at nearby Trinity United Methodist Church here in Homewood last night to pray for the safe return of Anaya Blanchard. And just this afternoon, as you said, police released surveillance video from the night of her disappearance. Auburn police say this is 19-year-old Anaya Blanchard inside a convenience store on South College Street in Auburn last Wednesday night, the same night investigators say she was last heard from. Jack Owens is a retired special agent with the FBI. He says missing person cases get more challenging with every day that passes.
1: At this point, a lot of leads and manpower have already been used up. You may have to revisit all of them since we don't have her.
2: Officers found Blanchard's car in the parking lot of a Montgomery apartment complex on Friday night. They say the car was damaged between the time she disappeared Wednesday in Auburn and when the car was found Friday.
1: The fact there's a lot of space between there and where we found her car, that opens up all kinds of highway checks and leads along that highway what place, what kind of place was open at that time of night. You gotta visit everything.
2: The nineteen-year-old is a graduate of Homewood High School and now attends Southern Union State Community College in Opelika. Friends and loved ones took part in a prayer vigil Sunday night hoping for a good outcome. Owen says it's still possible.
1: She's a splendid human being and a wonderful family. The fact that she would just up and disappear doesn't make sense to anyone who knew her.
3: I so do. Tell me about that. I do.
1: I just wrote. I don't know the family, um, as I said, but I just wrote, may God hold Anaya in the palm of his hands. May he bless and keep you.
0: So. And, and why do you feel the need to write that specific quote?
1: Well, I think it's so important to say the person's name and not to forget um, and not to shy away from it, but to say her name and to keep saying oh. it.
0: The community of Anaya's hometown of Homewood came together in prayer for Anaya's well-being. Ribbons and bows in Anaya's favourite colour, with tributes and messages written carefully on, could be seen across the town. Though it must be noted that they didn't just pray for her. Everybody was out trying to find her, searching for her, desperate to bring her home, desperate for a happy ending. Anaya's childhood best friend, her brother and her stepdad, would describe this time by saying "Quote." Pretty quickly, people came together, just like, hey, let's do searches here, let's do searches there. We would go in the woods, we would go behind people's houses, we would go in the alleyways. We drove my truck in backwards, I mean, we were all in people's yards. We must have canvassed from Auburn to Tuskegee, just me and her, Anaya's mother, within the first two or three days. The search for Anaya quickly saw several counties being covered with massive areas that they needed to search. And numerous agencies joined in with the search, from state agencies, to county agencies, to local and federal agencies. The sheer manpower and resources, all with the same goal. Find Anaya Blanchard. Along with the search efforts expanding tenfold, reward money was donated to help the investigators find any information concerning the whereabouts of Anaya. The president of the UFC at the time, Dana White, and the light heavyweight champion, contributed $25,000 each. The total reward parts rose to a staggering $105,000. The police then announced that they had uncovered evidence that Anaya may have been a victim of foul play. What exactly that evidence was, the authorities weren't at liberty to say at the time. They just told the media that they had found evidence inside Anaya's car, which gave them reason to believe that she had been harmed. They further said that they considered the case of Anaya Blanchard, to have been one where foul play had been involved. Naturally, the disappearance of Anaya and this latest announcement was extremely heavy on her family. Waltz pulled out of the fights that he had been training for, devoting all his time strictly to searching for Anaya. Now you may have noticed that we haven't really discussed Anaya's biological father, who, like her mother, had also found someone after they had divorced and had gotten remarried. The exact details surrounding Anaya's biological father in the days following her disappearance are hard to come by, likely due to him seeking privacy during his search efforts. Though her biological father did conduct an interview in the news in which he said quote, I'm a man of faith and regardless of what the police say, I still have hope that Anaya is out there waiting for her father to get her. It must be noted that her biological father Elijah Blanchard Senior, was very present within all the search efforts and everything like that. There's just not much publicly available information of what kind of he did around the time, but we do know that he was very involved and very hands-on. Wednesday the 6th of November 2019, two weeks after Anaya was last seen, the Auburn Police Department released CCTV surveillance images of someone who they called, quote, a person of interest. The detectives went on to say that this person of interest had been at the gas station at around the same time that Anaya had been there. Police stated in their appeal for more information about this person of interest that if anyone sees him, they should call 911. Thankfully, the authorities needn't wait long for somebody to come forward. As on the following day, on the 7th of November 2019, a witness came forward with information. The man in the CCTV images was identified to have been a 30-year-old who had not been called Eric, but rather, Ibrahim Yazid. The Auburn Police Department obtained a warrant for the arrest of Ibrahim, and a manhunt ensued. Ibrahim had been born in Montgomery, the same city where Anaya's car was found, and was charged with first-degree kidnapping. It's important to note that Ibrahim was actually already out on bond due to previous charges of kidnapping and attempted murder. The fugitive task force assisted in the search for Ibrahim, and the authorities deemed him to be considered dangerous, as well as potentially armed. The authorities alleged in their arrest warrants that Ibrahim had been involved in the kidnap of Anaya. As we just mentioned, Ibrahim had actually been out on bond due to a kidnapping, robbery and attempted murder case that had been committed in Montgomery. He had been charged with robbing, beating and holding one man against his will on the 29th of January 2019, the same year that Anir went missing. And according to court records, he had beat another man to the point of unconsciousness and near death. But this hadn't been the only serious crime on Ibrahim's record. On the 1st of July 2017, police in Missouri actually arrested him on an arrest warrant for aggravated battery on a law enforcement officer that had happened in Johnson County in Kansas. Before that, on the 30th of April 2011, Ibrahim had been charged with robbing somebody at gunpoint in Montgomery with three accomplices though a grand jury never indicted him. The following year, in January of 2012, Ibrahim was arrested and charged with the attempted murder of a police officer. According to the court records, Ibrahim had tried to murder two police officers in Montgomery by driving his vehicle into their patrol car, though a grand jury never indicted him for this crime either. Despite all of these serious charges, Ibrahim had been set free on Bond, and had actually been staying in a hotel near the same Chevron gas station that the last images of Anaya were captured. Anaya's flatmate Sarah, upon learning this, stated, quote, How is this person free to walk into a gas station? How is he just minutes down the road from me? How is he in the same gas station as my best friend? An important development in the timeline of events on that fateful Wednesday night, on the 23rd of October 2019, Just a handful of minutes after Anaya's car had been sighted at the Chevron gas station, it was seen at another nearby gas station where Ibrahim was seen purchasing a small cigar. Now it is important to note that a witness had actually seen Ibrahim allegedly forcing Anaya into her own car at the Chevron gas station. Though when this witness spoke to his friend about what he had seen, his friend told him simply to mind his own business. Just over an hour after Anaya's car had been sighted at the second gas station, a license plate reader identified Anaya's car driving near the entrance to the I-85 headed in a southbound direction towards Montgomery. A tip-off led the investigators to Escambia County in Florida in their search for Ibrahim Yazid. And on Thursday, the 7th of November 2019, the authorities apprehended Ibrahim Yazid after a short chase with the police at around 11.30pm. A canine was used in the apprehension of Ibrahim, and he was subsequently brought into custody. He was held without bond in the local county jail, pending extradition to Auburn. That same day, at 3.42pm, it was announced that state forensic scientists had determined that blood found in the passenger side of Anaya's car had been quote, "...indicative of someone suffering a life-threatening injury." Further, an affidavit that had been released details of how a witness identified Ibrahim Yazid as the individual he observed, forcing Anaya Blanchard into a vehicle against her will, and then leaving with her in this vehicle. Later that same day, a petition was posted on change.org that receives thousands of signatures, all petitioning for stricter bond conditions for repeat offenders. Angela and I's mother signed the petition, commenting, quote, because a violent offender out on bond has kidnapped my daughter. The creator of the petition details on the change.org page that, quote, This man should have never been released on bond after he attempted to murder an officer in 2012 and continued his violent path after being released from those charges, went on to victimise more people, including but not limited to Anaya Blanchard. The situation involving Anaya would have most likely never happened when it did. I'm asking that if anybody commits a violent offence, that they're not allowed to be released on bond, and if they are, they must remain on house incarceration until the verdict of the crime against them is read. Police also announced at around this same time that they had found no cause to believe that Anaya and Ibrahim had known each other prior to the alleged events of Wednesday 23rd of October 2019. At 9.40pm that same day, Ibrahim Yazid was transported back to Auburn after a court ruled him to be extradited in connection to Anaya's case. After arriving back in Auburn, he was held at the Lee County jail without bond. The authorities had got their man. Though, their investigations had begun to point to multiple people being involved in the kidnapping of Anaya. And a month after Anaya first went missing, another break in the case was made. There had in fact been another person involved in the kidnapping, a man called Antwain Fisher. Antwain had actually previously spent time behind bars on the charge of murder, and the authorities alleged that he had assisted Ibrahim in the disposal of evidence in Anaya's case. Antwain was subsequently charged with assisting in kidnapping. Though unlike Ibrahim, who had actually maintained his innocence, Antwain cooperated with the authorities. Antwain gave the detectives a vital information, details that would ultimately lead the authorities to where Anaya was. Though this information only revealed everyone's worst fears.
3: After more than a month, authorities say they believe they found the remains of Anaya Blanchard. Investigators say remains were found in a wooded area in a rural part of Alabama. The 19 year old was last seen here at an Alabama gas station in late October. Two days later, police found her car damaged at an apartment complex and suspected foul play. Suspect Ibrahim Yazid, who was arrested in her disappearance, was also reportedly seen in the same place. Cops caught him in Florida and charged him with kidnapping Anaya. At the time of Anaya's disappearance, Yazid was out on bond on several separate charges, including attempted murder. Since her disappearance, her stepfather, UFC fighter Walt Harris, and her mother, Angela, have been begging for her safe return. They tell Dr. Phil they feel like their daughter was set up. I
1: have feelings that there may be somebody that she knows that has done that has set her up. I have. Things that we can't, something that we can't really discuss, but there's something that we know um, that they are helping the, a lead that they're working on to try to help figure that
3: part out. Police arrested another suspect, Antoine Squirmy Fisher, also charged with kidnapping. Investigators say Fisher may have helped Yazid by providing transportation and helping him get rid of evidence. He is being held without bail. David Johnson Jr. is a third suspect police arrested, and he was charged with allegedly hindering the prosecution. Prosecutors have not specified at this point how Johnson may have hindered the prosecution. Hear my heart. But right now, Anaya's family, they're left with more questions than answers. Mommy loves you.
1: That the remains are, in fact, of Anaya Blanchard. We just received that confirmation. At this point, the case obviously will move forward as a homicide investigation at this point, and as you would expect, additional charges would be forthcoming. We have spoken with the family. Obviously, they are heartbroken, but at least they can now begin to to, to deal with this and move forward and plan for, for dealing with it.
3: You said additional upgraded charges are expected. District Attorney Hughes, can you speak to what those charges might be?
1: Obviously, now that we have a death, what we're still waiting on is to com- uh, confirmation from the medical examiner's office as far as a cause of death and a manner of death. Uh, obviously, at that time, you know, our focus to this point has been finding Anaya and recovering her remains and getting her identified. Now that we have that process done, we'll sit down and we'll talk through Chief Register and I on what the next uh, inappropriate charges will be.
3: There's a large search crew out there. This search continues. We saw lights come in. Are you still going to be out here and for how long?
1: We, we will be here until the job is done, and we definitely will be here the remainder of today and hoping that the progress will be as such where we could uh, you know, get this wrapped up within a day or two. But we, we still are having 75 to 100 people that are here from all of the agencies we listed, and again, the team that the Alabama Law Enforcement Agency flew in here from Florida to help with this, just to make sure that we cover all the bases for this case.
3: How long do you expect to be out there? I know you say until the job is done, but how long do you expect that to take?
1: Surely we'll be here into the night, and we'll have to see after that. Again, we just ask that you remember what this is all about. It's about Anaya and her family. And even though this case is at the point it is, if anyone has information that could further what we're doing, please don't hesitate to reach out through the channels that we've given you before. So thank you very much.
0: The remains found in the woods were positively identified to have been that 19-year-old Aenea Blanchard. This left everyone with a few questions. Why? How had this happened to such a bright and promising individual? The evidence of a blood-soaked passenger seat and of a bullet hole in the door provided no clear answers. The investigators did release a statement to the media in which they stated that Anaya Blanchard had been killed in the manner of homicide, with the cause of death being a gunshot wound. They further stated that Ibrahim Yazid had allegedly shot Anaya as she tried to escape. On the 2nd of December 2019, the DA's office announced that Ibrahim Yazid had actually been responsible for Anaya's murder, and was subsequently charged with capital murder. They further stated that they would be seeking the death penalty. The pivotal evidence against Ibrahim Yazid had come from Antoine Fisher, whose charges of assisting in a kidnapping had actually been dropped due to what the DA claimed to have been an inadequacy of accomplice liability as originally charged and is required under Alabama law. Antoine actually testified that just hours after Anaya had gone missing, Ibrahim had shown up in Montgomery seeking his help, driving what appeared to be Anaya's car. Antwain went on to testify that he followed Ibrahim to an apartment complex, which was actually the exact same complex where Naya's car would later be found. And once they got there, Ibrahim got into the vehicle that Antwain had been driving. A detective actually read his testimony in court saying, quote, They ended up behind a church near a cemetery, and when Antwain looked in the rearview mirror, he saw Ibrahim Yazid dragging something wrapped in a comforter. It appeared to be two legs. He dragged it into the woods, came back, got in the vehicle, and Antwain said, Tell me that's not a body. According to Antwain, Ibrahim then told them that he had shot a girl, quote, when she went for the gun. True justice, in this case, has yet to be found, due to the trial being postponed as a result of the pandemic. Though in a testament to Angela's strength and good nature, something that she shared with her daughter Anaya, Angela started a non-profit called Anaya's Heart. Anaya's heart was founded to teach safety and to aid in the search for missing people. When asked about this non-profit, Angela stated, quote, I've done group sessions of education. I just did one with some sophomores from Anaya's high school. A group of like 20 girls teaching them about education and safety. It was amazing. Further, Angela has been campaigning for a new bill to be enacted called Anaya's Law. Anaya's Law is a bill that would allow judges to deny bonds to serious, violent offenders, and as of the 23rd of February 2021, the bill actually passed the Alabama House. It is now waiting to go to the Alabama Senate. And that's everything that we have for you in today's case. Be sure to subscribe to this channel if you want to see more true crime content just like in this episode, and hit that bell icon to be notified every time I upload a brand new true crime video. A special thanks to Magellan TV for sponsoring this episode. You can get your one month trial using the link below. Don't forget to go follow my Twitch channel for free to take part in my weekly True Crime Deep Dive live streams. You can find a link in the pinned comments and in the description. And with all that being said, I'll see you in the next case. A special thank you to all of my Patreon members for helping keep this channel afloat, but especially thank you to my lead investigators for all of your support. If you'd like to support this channel for less than $5 a month, then head on over to patreon.com forward slash Miles. For less than $5 a month, you'll get early access to videos and access to scripts and also polls on cases. If you or someone you know has been affected by issues covered in our programming, including this episode, then please use the link in the description for information, advice and support.